Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's a great pleasure to welcome today's program, David Silvashi, who is Senior Manager, Manage Analytical Services at Blue Jay Solutions, and Alan Pirate, who is QA Manager at Manage, uh, Manage Analytical Services, also at Blue Jay Solutions. And today we're going to talk about supply chain talent, why it's more important than ever. You know, in the supply chain logistics you know, world, we often talk about the importance of people, process, and technology. Uh, the people side, however, often gets overshadowed by the other two, especially technology. But the reality is that developing and retaining supply chain talent is more important than ever. Why is that so? Um, you know, what are some of the challenges, uh, you know, that companies face today with talent development? And, you know, how can you drive continuous improvement in supply chain talent development and retention? Those are the main questions we're going to kind of tackle in today's conversation. And, you know, it's great to have David and Alan on the program to share their insights and advice on this topic. So, David, Alan, welcome to the program. Thanks, Adrian. Great to be here. Hey, it's great to be back. Thank you so much, Adrian. Great. Well, thank you both for, for making the time. And again, this is one of those topics that, you know, I think is always important. But, you know, we talk a lot here on Talking Logistics about technology because that's, you know, something that's continuously changing. It's, you know, it's a quote unquote sexy part of supply chain, if you will. <laughs> um, but this is also very much a people, you know, uh, industry and, and, and something that, you know, we have to continuously remind ourselves that, you, you know, you can't ignore that people component of people process and technology. So that, you know, it's, it's a great topic to, to discuss today. So David, let, let's start with you and let's get right, you know, to the heart of the, uh, of today's conversation. Why is supply chain talent more important than ever? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, and, and I don't think we're alone in this, we're seeing a substantial uptick in the demand for supply chain talent. Uh, I was actually just reading an article earlier this week that estimated uh, demand for talent is currently in supply chain specifically is currently outpacing supply at a ratio of something like six to one. Um, and especially working in a managed services environment, the ability to develop talent is critical to enable uh, continued growth for our business. Um, but even more broadly, the ability to generate and keep great talent is key to delivering results as a business. Um, you know, we've seen a, a cycle kind of in play where we, we focus on developing great talent. It leads to really satisfied customers who have a desire to, you know, increase um, scope of their business with us or might yield additional opportunities through word of mouth um, referrals, which leads us back to needing to develop more talent to support that business. So, um, you know, we train our people with a continuous improvement mindset, trying to equip them with tools and strategies to, to search for opportunities to um, both, you know, drive costs out for our customers, but also increase efficiency through technologies you mentioned, which is, is really valuable, builds trust and enables our customers to entrust us uh, with more and continued business. Um, and additionally, obviously, when, when we're hiring new people to keep up with that demand I mentioned, we're not going to be able to find the perfect candidate on day one who has all the skills of, of someone, you know, seasoned person in that role. So having a clear plan to fill those gaps of where, where that person is coming in and versus where they need to be in six, 12 months is, is critical. Um, you know, thinking even of my own experience, right? I, I was brought in because of some skills I had around supply chain design and network modeling. Um, but there were areas around the TMS data structure, uh, specific software that I wasn't experienced with. And so having a clear plan for my management to get from where I was when I came in versus where I needed to be to take on some 
different initiatives and projects the business needed this role to get done uh, allowed me to be successful, which allowed us as a business to be successful. And, and lastly, I think, um, you know, we're in a really dynamic environment still with, with COVID, working remote, hybrid, you know, trying to get into what does that look like going forward. And then on top of that, a highly volatile freight market. So keeping de talent development front of mind is going to uh, allow us to continue to drive results in the coming coming months and years, I would say. You know, a lot of great points there. I mean, it's fascinating. You know, right now, as you just mentioned, we're in a very volatile, you know, transportation environment. And a lot of the discussion is kind of the, the big mismatch between, you know, demand, freight demand and freight capacity. But there's another demand mis demand supply mismatch that you talked about there, you know, demand for talent, but the, you know, the, the, the supply, you know, is not fully there. So there's a lot of competition, you know, for, for that as well. You know, the, the other part you brought up, I think is very important too. You know, sometimes you, you see these, you know, uh, postings, job postings, and, you know, the, you know, we want someone with, you know, 10 years of machine learning and artificial intelligence experience, specifically in, in freight, you know, it's like, well, you know, 10 years ago, no one was really talking about machine learning. So who's going to have 10 years of experience specifically in this area, right? Yeah. So I, I think understanding that, you know, there is more than likely not going to be that perfect candidate that's going to, you know, uh, on day one, you know, click, you know, check off all the, all the boxes, but really understanding, you know, some of those attributes that you're looking for a person, understanding that if you've got a plan and you've got a development plan, that that's the type of person that's going to embrace learning, embrace new challenges and opportunities. And you've got the structure, you know, in place to, to help them achieve, you know, that, that path, uh, and meet your objectives, you know, as well. Um, so, so Alan, uh, you know, moving on to you, um, you, you know, so um, a lot of demand out there, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, David made a good case as to why it's more important than ever, but obviously like everything else, there's always challenges associated with just about everything. Let, let's talk about talent development. I mean, what challenges are you seeing today with regards to talent development? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a really great question and I want to get into it and I've got quite a bit that I want to talk about here. So bear with me. Uh, but we're working, since we're grow working in a growing environment, we're faced with some of the challenges of talent shortages, um, and those challenges have really stressed the need for a quality development strategy. Uh, and we've had to reevaluate our original approach in order to mitigate the risk of limited talent availability. In this case specifically, it's, uh, uh, we felt it most within our uh, logistics analyst position. Mm -hmm. So we established a small team with the goal of creating a comprehensive logistics analyst development plan um, that was based around the concept of knowledge sharing, mentorship, and scalability. One of the challenges that we were met with was the vast range of tribal knowledge and solving that required uh, categorizing and centralizing best practices from around the business into a single source and then compiling it in an accessible way. Since our plan has gone live, we've been able to expand and maintain a strong pool of qualified recruits. Another point that I would like to bring up uh, about the challenges today uh, in talent development is to ensure that industry leaders keep in mind the changing environment surrounding them. Being in the software business adds a unique element as we're constantly enhancing our tools. 
It stresses the point that we need to constantly revise our development plan to keep our people up to date with newly added functionality. A talent development strategy should never really be considered complete. We should consider it a continuous improvement effort and it should be reevaluated to match the evolving needs of your customers. The industry, it's not gonna stop moving forward. And to ensure that you go along with the current, you should be auditing your composition of the development strategy. And honestly, talent is a competitive market in the supply chain industry. David mentioned it earlier, demand for talent has been rising. And for that reason, it's important to nurture the talent contained in your organization today. I anticipate that the job market's gonna stay competitive for the foreseeable future, uh, as it was actually estimated by the US Bureau of Labor Statistics that supply chain industry is gonna need to fill one and a half million jobs through 2022. And I, really strongly recommend to organizations that they focus on a clear strategy that's centered around the continuity of talent and the speed to development. The increase of demands uh, really challenges the traditional approach of learning through osmosis over time. And I just don't think that it's simply enough anymore. Yeah, again, a lot of great, a lot of great points. There. I mean, a couple of things that caught my attention. One is, you know, we always talk about the importance of continuous improvement. Again, when we talk about continuous improvement, a lot of times it's, it's on the process side of things, right? So analyzing data, learning from the data, and then making tweaks to the processes, um, you know, in response to, you know, changing market conditions. But, you know, you, you talked and, and emphasized the importance of continuous improvement or driving continuous uh, enhancement in the area of talent development. I, I want to you know, get to that, you know, a little bit later, because I think that's a, you know, that, that's a great, uh, you know, point there. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, um, you're right. I mean, I think that um, this is becoming an area that is becoming a competitive differentiator for companies. I think companies that view, you know, uh, uh, supply chain talent as a differentiator and, and make the investments in it uh, are going to be the ones that are going to uh, attract that talent, attain that, uh, you know, retain that talent, and ultimately, you know, succeed because this is, uh, as both of you have already noted, you know, becoming a more highly competitive aspect of the uh, of the industry. Uh, David, David, going back to you, and you know, you know, just about everything that we've talked about, you know, over the past year. Obviously, COVID, the pandemic has had some, you know, some Im impact, uh, you know, really across everything around supply chain. I mean, has it impacted the way? Uh, companies approach talent development, their strategies, and, and and if so, in what ways? Sure. Yeah, and I want to apologize. It it looks like my uh, my motion sensor light in the room just shut off on me a moment ago. So I need to I need to move around a little more. If, uh, if you know, no, no, no worries. It was kind of it was kind of a cool effect. You know, it looked yeah. like you were nice and shadow there. So <laughs> I could say I planned it, but I didn't. Um, yeah, good question. Um, I don't know that fundamentally. Um, it changes anything around the talent development strategy, though I think it makes the urgency a lot more apparent and is obviously going to change the way that strategy plays out from a practical perspective. Um, and it, it does mean we need to be, I'd say, as intentional as ever around ensuring we're sticking to the plan that we've set uh, for talent development, right? So um, we transitioned to a, a remote work environment you know, virtually overnight a year and a half ago. And obviously there is an adjustment period uh, but what we found was that the, the core components around development themselves didn't actually change, um, though, though, again, practically some of it, it did. So we, we adjusted from doing in-person interviews to video interviews, 
um, but we maintained a steady cadence of a consistent interview schedule for positions. Um, you know, the same process around interview questions, results capture, et cetera. Um, and, you know, similarly around the development plan, right? So we had that and a clear system for tracking in place uh, just to monitor our department's progress against that plan. But being remote, I would say, caused us to increase uh, the consistency that we're expecting people to report out on how they're you know, progressing along that development plan. Because you can't, you don't see um, that development happening when you're not sitting next to someone day after day. So uh, that, that's a piece of it. Another note I'll make is, you know, speaking of the strong demand I mentioned earlier, um, we've, we've had customers who, you know, lost an internal expert, um, you know, and they needed to fill that role in very short time. So it's, it's impacted us by causing, I'd say, a slightly more unpredictable, uh, along with increased demand, uh, which has meant that talent development is something we're talking about, I'd say, even more uh, in our leadership staffing meetings. Um, and, you know, setting up additional KPIs and reports to track how are we trending in terms of, uh, you know, internal talent development versus potential needs that we see upcoming. Um, so and even, even recently incorporating more data visualization tools to help us see, you know, anticipated, excuse me, anticipated team member readiness, um, progress so against the development plan over time, the total amount of potential candidates we have in the pool um, for a given role, all help us as leadership stay ahead of potential staffing gaps that would happen otherwise. So, you know, to reiterate, I think the pandemic um, and new working situations mean intentionality is just all the more critical to ensure we're on track and sticking the strategy. Because if, if we're not focusing on it in this environment, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Right, right. Now, are you seeing because of this hybrid environment, and, and I've seen a few articles related to this in terms of, you know, the future of work, you know, moving forward and, you know, hybrid environment, um, you know, where now it, it kind of opens up the availability of employees, perhaps if, if working remotely is okay, um, and obviously some of this is enabled by technology, you know, you can now potentially hire someone from a different state or a different location that maybe would not have want to move or couldn't move to, you know, your headquarters to work there, but because they don't necessarily have to be there anymore. And because maybe now the thinking is that, hey, we can still be productive. We can still achieve our objectives, so on and so forth. If you're working from, you know, wherever you are living, I mean, do you see that opening up now? Like you've got a broader set of, of talent availability because you can recruit from just about anywhere today? Yeah, you know, um, there's kind of a twofold, right? I think we're seeing that in general in the industry. People, there's opportunities available that weren't two years ago, like you mentioned. Um, from our perspective, you know, we're, we, um, we're fully remote for a long time. We're in a sort of hybrid model. So uh, I, that's something we're, we're still talking about. I think we really, we see the value still of in-person collaboration and, and what that brings and uh, the importance of culture that you get from being in office with the team. So I would say that's something we're talking about and thinking about, but we haven't you know, fully committed to, we're just gonna completely um, you know, be remote for, for the forever, I guess, to answer your question. Yeah, no, and I think that's common with, with just about all the companies that I've, I've talked to and, and from what I've read is that, that you, you know, companies are still, you know, weighing the pros and cons because at the end of the day, you know, there, there is value to, 
you know, like you mentioned, from a cultural standpoint, building that team environment and so forth to, to having that face-to-face interactions, even if it's, you know, on a, you know, twice a week basis or quarterly basis or whatever the case might be. Uh, but, but it, you know, figuring that out, I think is something that a lot of companies are still in the process of, of doing. Uh, Alan, going back to you and, and, you know, let's go back to that topic of, of driving continuous improvement. Um, I mean, what can companies do today to continue to improve their talent development strategies? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, there's so many things that companies can do to focus on improving their strategy. Um, so right now, I'm just going to give you an example of something that we do at Blue Jay. Uh, today, we rely on individuals who we call subject matter experts to spread the awareness of common challenges and solutions to educate and help grow our shared knowledge. We record these informational sessions and we organize them into a portfolio for people to be able to refer to them later. The benefit of the subject matter experts sharing the knowledge is that we can spread complex information that was learned by one individual to a department of 240 people. Often in the silo environment, you've got individuals reinventing the wheel and we want to avoid that. And we do so by sharing the knowledge that we've accumulated over time. I understand that this may not apply to all supply chain companies due to a scale, uh, but principle, the principle still holds. A similar process with scheduled and regular cadence can help really alleviate that silo effect. And most importantly, I believe that organizations need to value talent development and, priori- and prioritize operational excellence. And in short, operational excellence is the alignment between continuous improvement, innovation, business strategy, and corporate culture. Solving this formula will enable your people to drive towards a shared goal and propel your business towards success. One of the key components to this formula is cultivating a culture that promotes collaboration and mentorship. We believe that our people are the key to our success and we seek to foster a healthy environment to share ideas. And silos, they're just a danger to growth and helping our people feel comfortable in and out of the office is so critical Uh, to being able to share best practices throughout the business. We exercise collaboration by doing things like participating in group think type meetings where individuals can bring their business problems to a group setting to figure them out together. This helps remove the barriers and allows for individuals to keep or to learn from solutions that we create together. We see talent development and mentorship as components of our business growth and to keep accountability around the idea, we've added it to the job description. And establishing expectations ingrains the concept into our company culture. You know, I love the, uh, the, the you know, the ability to capture, you know, you know, leverage the knowledge of individual subject matter experts and providing a, a mechanism for, for sharing that knowledge across the organization. Um, I mean, do you use any, you know, I've always been a big proponent, for example, of using technology, for example, you know, whether it's discussion boards or some other ways to capture video conversations like we're having right now, you know, and, and different avenues of capturing that information, making it available, you know, to others on an ongoing basis. I mean, do you use, you know, kind of, you know, recorded conversations, you know, discussion groups, you know, things like that, where that information is being captured and stored and shared on an ongoing basis? 
Absolutely. Just like we're doing right now, recording our session, we do the exact same thing and we make sure that we store it away in a, in a organized list so people can easily access it later. Because with when you have a department of 240 individuals, it's hard for everybody to be able to match up their calendars to be able to attend at the same time. And I'm sure they'll want to be able to reference it later. So we, we certainly do that. Yeah. Right. So, so it sounds like, you know, obviously, you know, to get this right, you know, supply chain talent development really, you know, from the top to the bottom, it requires getting the support from, from a lot of different people. I mean, who needs to get involved and, and, and how do you get that buy-in, Alan? Well, I, I really think when you break it down, I think that compliance comes from three main categories, right? One, it comes from enabling your people. Two, it comes from investing in your people. And three, it comes from rewarding your people. In a sense, I believe that you get buy-in from those who embrace the company culture. A company culture should be one that supports those that really want to grow with your company. Mm. And we, we really seek to enable our people to show them that they own the trajectory of their career. For instance, our group uh, vice president, Bill Madden, who I know you know, he worked his way up from a logistics coordinator to a logistics analyst, then an account manager, to a director position, to our vice president, and now finally arriving where he is now, our group vice president. That's just an example of one of the many individuals who've worked their way through the ranks of our business by showing their determination and dedication to our message. And the second point, investing in your people, is a great way for them to feel valued and to naturally get them to buy into the process. We make an active effort at Blue Jay to give people the tools that they need to continue their self-development. That, that includes manager training, development plans for multiple career paths, support from peers, and the flexibility and time to train. And lastly, rewarding your people, it gives them the affirmation that the juice was worth the squeeze. We show our people that their efforts to invest into our business is recognized by offering them opportunities to be able to use their acquired talent. Rewarding our people, it really does go further than just benefiting one person. It really resonates with our business and throughout our business, and it encourages others to embrace the talent development process. Yeah, a lot of great examples. And Bill, Bill, uh, yeah, like you said, I've, I've known Bill, and uh, it's a great example of uh, you know a great career path that he's had there at the at, you know at, at Blue Jay, and um, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I I think everything you laid out, you know, makes makes per- perfect sense because of those three things. I, I mean, I think employees, you know, they want to know, they want to be able to see that. Hey, you know, if I if if is is my work is my are my ideas valued within this organization and, and then more just as importantly where can that take me right mm-hmm. you know i may be starting off here but as i learn as i contribute um are there are new opportunities for me to continue to learn and continue to grow and continue to um you know expand my knowledge and, and responsibilities within an organization i think folks are able to you know new employees are able to see that growth potential and see that you know the company that they're working for is making the investments to provide those career paths, right? So this is not a, just a job for me, but it's actually a you know I could if I enjoy what I'm doing, this could actually be a career for me, uh, where um, like any career, it's a journey, and and you want to be able to see potential destinations that you can get to and be rewarded 
uh, you know, for, for doing what it needs, what you need to do to, you know, to, to, to get there. And, and that brings me to the last question, David, I'll, I'll end with you because I think the important thing is, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, talent development, but retaining employees is, is just as important, right? Um, so how do companies keep the people that they have developed and trained? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it, like you mentioned earlier, we, you know, the, there's so many more opportunities available to people than there were just, just a few years ago. So um, with the remote offerings and, and whatnot. So uh, this has to be a piece of puzzle retention, right? And I, I think um, actually management theory would teach that retention is, is a key deliverable for a manager, right? Results and retention are, are key. And, and these are best served through consistent one-on-ones feedback and delegation. Um, you know, obviously having continued opportunities for growth, like Alan mentioned, um, and, and the development plan, not only seeing, you know, the, where can I get, but the, how do I get there? You know, having a very clear, you know, uh, development plan helps, helps with that. Um, helping folks see the connection of, of the work they're doing to having a positive impact on, on our customers, but even consumers in general, I think goes a long way. Um, you know, training materials, mentorship, right. Having people paired up with a mentor who can, who can support them in the process. So not only, I know where I want to go and, and how to get there, but someone that's walking alongside me who's, who's done this before, um, you know, having the consistent interview schedules so uh, people can, can kind of uh, check, check where they're going and, um, and whatnot, and then uh, understand, you know, if maybe right now wasn't, wasn't the time, what, what do I need to be working on to get to, to, get to that next phase? Keeps people, I'd say, motivated and engaged when they have that level of, of ownership. Um, and, and I'd say, you know, seeing the gaps that they have through, through the development plan, right, the areas that they still need to work on to get to the next level. Um, and it, it brings me back to feedback, right? Uh, that's one of the key, key deliverables for a manager and helping with retention, um, continuous feedback, right? So without discipline, I think a company can fall into a mode where, you know, employees get feedback biannually, annually to performance review, um, leaving that, that person most of the year with not a lot of uh, a clarity around, you know, where am I doing really well and where are those areas I need to be working on? So consistent feedback, I would say, reiterates those positive actions that, that we're seeing in people that we want them to continue um, and also areas where a change of behavior would be, would be beneficial for them and, and for the business is important. You know, just thinking, what, thinking from my own experience, if I feel a lot more confident and excited in my work when I have a good sense about my, how my manager is perceiving my work, right? When we're having those conversations consistently about what I'm doing well, what I can continue to, to work on is a lot better than it being up to my imagination until you know a year down the road when we do a performance review. So feedback is definitely um, a piece that the study that data shows is tied to that retention. Um, and really lastly, and I, I, most importantly, truly, is we have to remember it, it is about the people, right? Um, I mentioned the importance of having one-on-ones with our team members. Um, this is something that, again, data shows is really impactful in terms of retention. Uh, I, our, our team members are spending the majority of their, their waking hours with us. Uh, and so we, we know, and, and I'd say broadly, investing a lot in manager training and compliance around one-on-ones uh, is, is super important. So you know, connecting with the team regularly, understanding what are the areas they're struggling in and how can I as a manager support them 
um, proactively heading off burnout, right? If we're not checking in with them, we're not going to see that um, coming and being able to adjust, making sure their needs are being met as much as is possible, you know, from our perspective. Um, personally, I'm, I'm conscious and, and do my best to, to make an effort to put people on projects that they're excited about and that I know that they can be successful in with, with support. Um, and I know uh, that that goes a long way to, to keep them engaged and challenged. Um, and then meeting weekly, if lastly on that one-on-one note, with an intentional time shows people that, that they're prioritized, that they're cared for, and they're a valued member of their team. So I think putting, putting people first and, and sticking to that goes a long way and um, it, it will create fundamentally a culture where people want to stay because they feel valued and they feel like they're a part of, of something great. Wow. Well, you know, a, a lot of great insights and advice on, on this very meaty topic that, you know, we could probably go on and on, you know, talking about and, and dive into all these things that they, both of you, you know, presented today. But uh, again, I think you present a lot of uh, great things for companies to think about as they're thinking about their supply chain uh, talent strategy and, and what it's going to take to remain successful, you know, moving forward and what's become a much more competitive environment for, uh, you know, for folks that, uh, you know, for the people component of the supply chain. So uh, David Allen, again, thank you both for making the time to be with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having thank us. And thank you so much for having us. Great. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this on demand, either at the Blue Jay website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for David or Alan, uh, you can post it there. And I'm sure they'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.